Welcome to Preservation of One. I'm your host, Alexandria August. Listen, let me tell y'all, when I first seen this story, maybe about three days ago, on Instagram with the Jews, right? When I seen that whole story and then how they were, um, how a good bit of them was arrested and about the whole tunnel situation and how it was leading to, um, at one point what it was said that it was leading to a women's, uh, something or whatever and the women's bathroom was involved and all that other stuff and social media going crazy, you know, about the whole situation. Right, and they're sitting up here now on the news. They're sitting up here trying to spin a narrative, talking about because social media is coming up with false information. Somebody is not uh, talking about that the tunnel was used for sex trafficking. Yes, the hell it was. Yes, it was. That tunnel was used for that and all kind of perverted stuff. So it's it's amazing when it comes to the Jews. When it comes to the Jews, oh, they weren't doing nothing with it. They was doing it because they was trying to make it easier for them to get into the other building. Or for them to stabilize the building next door. Or for them to do whatever. Call it for what it is. Social media, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head with this whole thing here. And I'm glad for all the people that did share it. I, I greatly appreciate you. I mean, the Jews, these new, these new Jews here... They've been getting away with a whole lot of foolishness and causing a lot of pain and suffering to a lot of people because of their false teaching. And that's not even cool at all. Oh, it's going to be a lot of people that's probably going to feel some type of way about this here. I mean, but it's been it's been going on for so long. That's why I I mean, I feel like I feel. You know, I tell y'all, I don't have any idols. And I never, ever, I never had an idol in my life. Never, never had an idol in my life. When I was younger, when I read the, um, and this was from the King James Version. And this was before I started um, an in-depth dive into uh, spirituality, right? A a further in-depth dive into spirituality, and when I, you know, seeing how, what was it about the golden earring and the calf and all that stuff. And, you know, you're not supposed to have idols. You're not to put, you're not supposed to put anything in anybody before God. That just always stuck, stuck with me. And it always scared me because I didn't want to put people, money, you know what I'm saying? Things that's going to perish or things that's not, um, or something that's not God, um, before God so you know I I never had an idol and I never you know did all these things here you know what I'm saying and if I ever did unconsciously and that's one thing I pray if I ever do or if I ever did unconsciously Lord forgive me you know what I'm saying that's that's always been like a prayer of mine you know but um so I never I, I never got into that and and I say this quite often on my show because a lot of times we have idols and we have all kind of um, all kind of things that we just choose to uh, put before God, making it our idol or whatever. So, and, and and this whole thing here is full up with what rabbis, or the majority of them is rabbis. So, I mean, that's just like preachers in a in a pulpit. You know what I'm saying? 
at the end of the day, they are human just like we are. When Pastor Gino, the um, African preacher, um, or the black preacher, shall I say, when Pastor Gino, when he went in and he made the comment, you know, in reference to preachers, he was like, you know, if I'm not mistaken, he said he got seven children and he got a wife. He's not looking for the church to support his seven children and his wife. He supports his seven children and he wife and his wife. He got bills, he got things to do, so he get out and he work himself. He work a he work a job to take care of his family. You know, he's like the church is not there. To just uh, pay for him, you know, luxury items. No, that's why he worked. And basically, he was saying that it was wrong to um, to to have people paying out, you know, paying out all that money. He was like, you don't need, as a pastor, you don't need a $65 million jet, you know. He was like, you don't need that. A $65 million plane or jet or whatever, you don't need that. You know, he was saying he anything that he want, he get out and he work for it. And I always respected him because one of the rawness in his teaching and in his preaching. And two, he's more of a old traditional type of preacher. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's sticking to the core of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we're all human and we're all flawed. But I can roll with him more so than what I can with a lot of these preachers. Because a lot of these preachers, bishops and everything else, they be rich. And their congregation be poor. Or they're rich. And members in their congregation are sick. And they can't even go to the hospital to pray for that member. They can't even pay the member bills up. Until they um until the member is able to get up and get on their feet. There's no help. There's no help. And and churches are like um they are pillars. You know, these are this this is something that is so profound in our communities. And it's like they don't, you know you know, it ain't it ain't it ain't, you know, it just ain't churching ain't churching. Into ways. So, um, I said all of that to say, even with the preachers, even with your rabbi, do not put those people before God. Put God before all those people, because at the end of the day, those people are, we, they are still humans. You know what I'm saying? That's just like when you get into the whole religious part, right? And it's all spiritual, you know, and everything else, and everybody's saying, hey, we're worshiping God, or they're worshiping God, or whatever the case may be, but being that they are man, then they bring their own sickness into it, they bring their own illness into it, you see what I'm saying, and it's like, then you have all this sexual, um, and more, uh, and what is it, sexual immortality, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, the sickness of it. They want to be pedophiles. They want to be, you know, all these other things here. Or whatever. And they use their religion to cover it up. Or they want to manipulate your mind. And your whole being. Because. And, and they use the religion to do that. But, you know, people that do that. You know, they have to uh, answer to God for that. 
or whatever. Um, when my kids was growing up, if they had any questions about the Bible, and we used to read the Bible together, and we used to talk about the Bible together, and I used to ask them, hey, well, we just read this, so what did you get from this? And I listened to every last one of them tell me exactly what they learned from whatever we just read. You know what I'm saying? And whatever is always interesting to do that because everybody interpret different. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So um, it's just kind of it's it's just always kind of tricky, you know, because these are the peoples that you look to to lead you, but in actuality. A good bit of them, probably half, if not more than half, are leading you to wherever they want you to go. I just feel like this here. When you remove God out of that equation in these um, churches, in these mosques, in these uh, whatever, in whatever buildings, to me, it's a cult. Just like the whole Jim Jones situation. God wasn't in that. That was a whole cult. And it's the same way when these churches, when you remove God out of it, because you feel like you want, you need to get rich for you and your family, and your congregation is poor, or they're struggling, and you can't help them. Ain't no, I don't wanna. And see, that's the thing. Ain't no, I don't have time to talk to everybody in my congregation. I don't have time to go pray for everybody in my congregation. I don't have time to go see my members or family. You know, my members that's in jail. I don't have time for that. No, when you accept them people, dog on money. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? When you accept their money, you were supposed to make time. To put in the time with these people that spent their money with you. You know what I'm saying? I've seen people take heck. I'd have took bill money and paid tithes or, or gave to the church, however you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? You know, so whenever them people gave you your money, guess what? Your schedule became open to all those people. At the end of the day, they paying your salary, they paying for your house, they paying for all these things. So if you got three thousand members, and you, and they, and they make a show you straight, make a show you this church straight. Guess what? You got three hundred sixty-five days in one year. Okay. You should have been had multiple times with those members and work out whatever it is that y'all need to work out. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how you got to look at it. When you go to church, the pastor, oh, I don't have time to do this. Or I'm not going to talk to this person, this and that. Start withdrawing your dollar from him. And I bet he'll be knocking on your doggone door. Well, when you coming back to church, I had this one pastor, Bishop Flood, Dion Flood. Dion Flood to me was a dang, is a dang on good pastor. Me and my children stayed down the street from the church, right? And I've always been blessed like that to where I've had churches in my vicinity. So, um, and I love that. Churches and trees, huh? Weird, huh? But anyways, um, so if I miss a Sunday, because me and my children, you know, I was, you know, a, a single mom and I had, what, five babies. And, well, six babies, you know what I'm saying? And when my oldest daughter would come over, she would go to church with us as well. So if we missed a Sunday, surely if we missed two Sundays, who was coming to my door? If it wasn't his wife, if it wasn't his members, 
it was him coming to the door, okay? It was him coming to the door. Well, we got to come and check on you. You know, he ate all of them. You know what I'm saying? Or all of them. Well, we got to come check on you. See why you ain't came to church. You know what I'm saying? See what's going on with you. Make sure you're okay, you know? Just came over there just to love on us, trying to make sure we straight, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'll see you next Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I raised my children. We're going to church on Bible study. On the nights for Bible study, and we're going to church. You know what I'm saying? On uh, when they, whatever event, revivals, everything. You know, I don't know if y'all remember the lock-ins. You know what I'm saying? Where you be in church all night. And you get out that morning between the hours of what? Five and six. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going to spend about 30 minutes talking and laughing and, you know, just praising God. You know, about the good time that you just had. That's what me and my children used to do. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. But, um... I mean, you know, so it's like whenever you start seeing pastors like, oh, I don't have time, then you got to make time. You got to make sure you spend your dollar where they got time for you. Now, anyways, listen, this is my thing about this here with religion. Religion has been so compromised to where you don't know what you get and what you got, you know. Me and a friend of mine, we were talking. According to scholars, and this is multiple scholars, Jesus is a deity God. You know what I'm saying? Allah is a deity God. Buddha is a deity God. Um, and the list goes on. Is a deity God. You know what I'm saying? Just like they say Zeus is a deity God. They tell you this one here is real. This one here is fake. This one here is this. This one here is that. Listen, you know what I'm saying? This religion was stolen from this era. You know what I'm saying? And the African religion has been around longer than all of them. You know what I'm saying? But everybody want to say, hey, their religion has been around. They're this, 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 and third. Listen, I don't care nothing about that deal. I do, but I don't. But listen, let me tell you something. All of that is a trick. It's nothing but confusion. I remember a long time ago when I was reading scrolls from the pyramid in Georgia. How many of y'all know about that there? That pyramid that used to be down there in Georgia, okay? And um, it was a true statement to me. God has millions, billions of names, right? You can call God whatever it is that you choose to call God. Just don't cuss him. You can call God whatever it is that you choose to call God. Right? Make sure you have a connection with God. Make sure you talk to God. Make sure you spend some alone time with God. Make sure you love on God. Make sure you feel him in love with him. Because when you get to talking to him... And pouring out your heart and just being grateful and thanking God for everything that he does for us. He loves it. And he appreciates it. Because he loves us. And he blesses us to shine his lights on you. <laughs> shine his light on you. You know. So the point I'm trying to make. The religion. I never got into religion because it was never really important to me. 
the religion and all that stuff is not really important. What's important is to build a God, is to build a relationship with God. That's what's important. You know what I'm saying? The names and all this other stuff, don't get caught up in that. That's just to keep you away from God. You know, it's man who made the whole um, relationship with God. It's man that made it confusing. And made it complicated. And that's why you have a lot of people. You don't know what's what spiritually. You don't know where to you don't know where to go because you really ain't got it up in church. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't as strong within the family. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody really always passing down this knowledge as far as religion to one another like how they used to. You know what I'm saying? A lot of family members want you to hide who you are in a you know um spiritually they don't want you to acknowledge who you are spiritually and you might be a mad a bad mother sucker spiritually you know what i'm saying in a good way you know what i'm saying so they'll shun you people or society will shun you or they will shame you for your gifts that you have from god Pray to God to develop your gifts so you can use them to help yourself and others. Not just yourself, but others as well. Pray to God to give you clarity and vision. Okay? You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't uh, sit up here and just solely depend on man to guide your spiritual path. You got to build that relationship with God. You got to have that oneness with God. Once you have that oneness with God, everything else falls below the way the wayside. Don't forget to get a copy of my book, A Conversation with Alexandria August. Everything else falls below the wayside. Everything, all that foolishness breaks off of you. You know what I'm saying? Addictions and everything else, it falls off of you. So don't get caught up into these people and what this and that person is doing. I'm not knocking their religion, but I just know that I believe in God more than the religions. You know, I always, you know, I went to different churches and everything else, but me, I'm non-denominational. Non-denomination, non-denominational, whatever you want to call it, because at the end of the day, I just trust and I believe in God. And at the end of the day, Leave these doggone coats alone because that's all they is is some doggone coats. Seriously. You know, if you sitting up here, you giving up your whole paycheck and you ain't got nothing for you and your family and you not getting blessed out of it, that's how you know that ain't the place for you to be. Because let me tell you something. Whenever you do pay your tithes and stuff, it's not that you're looking for anything. But when you pay your tithes and even when you help people, be a cheerful giver. Give your tithes cheerfully. When you give to your family and friends, give to them cheerfully. You know what I'm saying? Let it doggone make your heart happy. And God will turn around and bless you with that and more. It doesn't matter what it is. I was looking at a story. I don't know if I told y'all about the story. It was this man. He had a lemon tree. So the first harvest of the lemon trees, um, he gave to the church. So he gave it to the church. When he gave it to the church, do you know all his lemons that grow in after that? And I'm talking about years after that. They were bigger. 
than the other lemons on the other lemon trees. Tithing is not all about money. You know what I'm saying? I remember when we went to church, you know, people was, even when I went to church, you know, we was cooking, you know, taking food up in there. You know, we all get up in the fellowship hall. We eat, we talk, we laugh. You know, you're going to break out into a singing. You know, you're surely going to break out into prayer. You're going to pray. You know what I'm saying? Going, you're going to pray before you eat. You're going to pray before you leave. You know what I'm saying? And I remember, it seemed like we were, um, it was so many people cooking and bringing food. And it was always fellowship. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't just on the fourth Sunday. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. If you was, you been around, what, church was more... Before this whole new age church stuff going on now, I don't know nothing about this new stuff here, okay? You know, but I know about church in the 90s and the 80s and the 2000s, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, all that deal. You know, when it when it was when it was pretty, you know, good. But either way, they were stealing money back then too. But anyway, um, you know, it's like when they turn church into a business, it's like... It ain't it ain't it ain't really been good business because it's it's, it's one sided. Or we're gonna help certain members and I, you know, so I all I got to say about that is develop a relationship with God, stick with your relationship with God, trust God to lead you the right way. You know, that's like I was um I was looking at another thing and it was his pastor. He said he died and he went somewhere. So he died and he and I and it was like he had a conversation with God or something. And God told him, you know, where you're going right now, you know, basically like he was going to hell because he wasn't living right. So when he came back, he's like on a mission to make sure he do the right thing and make sure he lead people the right way. You know what I'm saying? Trust God, not lead to our own understanding. Our own understanding lead us places we ain't got no business going to cause us all kind of turn more that we really don't want build your relationship with God and trust God that's all I got to say you know everybody got different practices and everything else you can't knock nobody else's religion you can't really knock nobody nobody else's practices and people do what they feel is best for them okay but you better know that this world is real heck I mean you get an egg from a chicken right a live chicken when you run an egg when you go to when you boil your eggs and when you go to go peel your eggs if them shells is not cold it's gonna be stuck to the egg you know why because it's, it's alive you know what i'm saying it's 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 alive you know if you do it with hot water it's gonna stick to it but if you do it with cold water it's easier to peel you know what i'm saying just like when fruits and vegetables they're alive fruits and vegetables what they call it i tell you a towel or something like that, live fruits and vegetables that help us. And now, and it's like now you're seeing more. They're trying to destroy the doggone all our crops and our uh, natural fruit, live fruits and vegetables, which is what Dr. Sabian called electric food. You know, these are things that 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 helps your body. They're trying to destroy it, and they want to make everything synthetic. They already did all kind of foolishness to the meat. Now they want people to burn the crops. They're destroying the crops. They're doing all this stuff here. We got to wake up, people. 
This is Alexandria August. Don't forget to get a copy of my book, A Conversation with Alexandria August. Thank you.